Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. Um, if you have your notes, I want you to write this down because um, I really believe that, that there, are, there are three things that I'm believing that God is going to fill this house with. And, and again, that may sound like counterintuitive to say we're believing God to fill this house because this is a full house. But can I tell you, um, God's not done just because we're full. In fact, let me just tell you, I mean, I could see a few other places here that we could add some more chairs. And in fact, um, I just want to confess something to you as your pastor that I need your faith to join with my faith on some things. We need a miracle as a church. Like the reason why we have every chair out, but we still have a little bit room for chairs. We can bring chairs closer up, but we don't do that is because we don't have parking. We have parking issues here. Anybody ever notice that? Yep. Thank you. And, uh, and that is why we don't mind if you park in the grass because I would rather the grass die and you live. Come on, somebody. So you can park in the grass. You can park anywhere you want to park. All I say is just get here. Several weeks ago, I, I sat across the street and I watched the car circle three times and then leave. And, and because I had to see it with my own eyes because the parking lot team has told me that happens. Look, do not leave if you don't find a parking spot. Like, we'll all give you hours or just pull up into the lobby. That's okay. But the problem is, is that we, we have... We have parking issues, and so would you be praying for me? I have a meeting this Friday. I can't go into too much detail, but I have a meeting this Friday that could possibly open up another 100 parking spaces so that we could continue to grow, so that we continue to reach people. But we need a miracle, Brave Church. We literally need a miracle. And, and I believe that God wants his house to be filled. And there's several things I believe he wants his house to be filled with. Number one, write this down in your notes. I believe that God wants his house to be filled with broken people. Broken people. In fact, this story said that Jesus sent out his workers. This story is completely symbolic. Jesus sent his workers out to find people to the banquet. What is the banquet? The banquet is church. Jesus is the one who established the church, not the organized church, but you and I gathering together is church. Some of us have been hurt by a denomination. We've been hurt by a certain sect of church. We've been hurt because we have thought church is an organization, but church is not an organization. It is an organism. You and I are the church. So that means anywhere you and I gather together, that's the church of God. That's why we can meet in a movie, go sit out in the lawn outside, the garage. We can meet in the streets. My goodness, we can just go sit out in the lawn outside. But if we are together and people of faith have faith and begin to lift up the name of Jesus, guess what? We just had church and we just were the church. And so the church is like Jesus saying, I'm preparing a banquet, a place where you will come and celebrate the goodness of God. That's why you coming every single Sunday night is so important because the table is set. The team is prepared. Your pastor has prayed. We are believing for breakthrough. The prime rib is on the table. But here's the tragedy that Jesus says. The tragedy is if there is a banquet prepared, but nobody shows up. I'm thankful that we are at a church and there's a move of God where 
That's not the issue. But my fear is that we would get too comfortable with just where we are. And we would say, well, we have this lid with parking. We really can't grow anymore. So maybe this is just where we stop. And I've come here to say that we can never get comfortable with where we are. We've got to find and pray and seek and fast for ways for us to remove the lid. Because how many of you know there are still broken people in our city who need Jesus? I'm praying God fill this place with more broken people. God give us more broken people. Pastor, why broken people? Because in the story it said this, the VIPs weren't interested to come. The people who were supposed to be in church, they made excuses. The people who claimed they had a relationship with God took God for granted and they said, I need to go weed my garden. We're having a family picnic. The beach looks great today. And they forgot how important the banquet was. And you know what's amazing? We forget how important church is until we get hungry. Like, have you ever noticed, like, when you eat, you're not thinking about where you're going to eat your next meal? I do sometimes, but that's another story. You know why? Because you just got filled. It's when you get hungry, you start looking for the table. Let it be that we're not people who only come to church when we're hungry, when we're hurt, when we're in pain, when we're uncomfortable. What if we began to be a church of people who said, God, I don't want to be the one in the garden. I don't want to be the one at the park making excuses. But if there's an invitation to be in your house, sign me up. We see this story that Jesus told said all the church people had excuses. So Jesus said, forget them. I love them. But if they don't feel the priority, go back out for round two. They came back after round two and Jesus said, hmm. They don't want this prime rib either. Okay, I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. Go into the streets and find everyone your eyes lay on. Every person your eyes lay, what am I saying? Every person you lay eyes on. There you go, Pastor David. I've only preached four times today. Before service, I was trying to, I was like counseling somebody and and I was trying to give them a biblical reference. And I was like, what was his name again? And it was like the most popular person in the Bible, Abraham. But it's 6 p.m. Come on, anything could go. And he goes, go out and find every person that you can lay your eyes on. Those are the people I want to fill my house. And so the servants went out and the Bible says this, that they found good people, but they also found bad people. Jesus wanted everybody at his table. Can I tell you, Brave Church ought to be a church where not only good people are, but bad people are. Pastor David, are you saying you want those people at our church? Absolutely. We want every person, the healed, the broken, the hurt, the disease, the restored. We want to fill this house, but I'm praying, God, let us fill this house with broken people. There's a problem when the balance begins to tip, when we all have been saved and gone through brave life. And if we ever get to the place where we don't have more people going through brave life, it means we have more restored than we have broken. Let us never be a church that we just get comfortable in our healing state. But we always remember that God saved us to go save somebody. God found us to go find somebody. We have been found to be a witness to our world. Jesus filled this place with broken people. You know what I've noticed? What I know is that 
many of us in this room are broken people. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're broken. I'm broken. We're, we're broken because of life. Things have happened to you. Things have destroyed hope. Things have happened in your past. Things are happening right now in your current present situation that has, has broken you. And you've, you've had broken dreams and you have broken ambitions. But what I know is that brokenness has no prejudice. Did you know that brokenness affects white people and it affects African American people? And brokenness faces and hits Hispanics and Native Americans. Did you know that brokenness not only affects poor people but rich people? Did you know that brokenness not only affects people that are low but it also affects people that are leaders and have influence? Did you know, have you not read the tabloids in the news about celebrities that even though they're at the top of their game, they're more broken than anybody else and they have no one else to talk to so they have to put it on social media. Please somebody pray for me because I'm going through the most struggled time in my life. Brokenness, it affects all of us. Did you know that brokenness doesn't have a favorite zip code? It visits every neighborhood in our city. Brokenness is not just for those with mental illness, but those with the right mind. Brokenness, it doesn't just affect the young, but it affects the old, whether you're 12, whether you're 75. Can I tell you, brokenness affects the single, the married, and the divorced. Brokenness is something we all deal with. That's why I've prayed, God, fill this house with broken people. Because if God fills this place with more broken people then those type of people are our kind of people because we are those people. But here's what I've discovered about broken people is there's really two words in that word broken is, is this, is that broken people are broke. Like some of y'all, the first thing you think is like money. Like, yeah, you're right. I'm... How'd you know, Pastor David? But do you know that you... Like broken... In certain areas of your life that have nothing to do with finances. Like broken people are purpose broke. Like they just living life aimlessly. They're not connected to their God-given purpose. And so they feel like, man, this relationship will help me or this thing will help me. If I could just climb this corporate ladder or reach my sales goal for it. Then, but then when you do that, because we are broken vessels, when you take water and pour it into a broken cup, the water leaks out. And many of us, that's what our lives have looked like. We attain, but we're still not happy. You know why? Because not only are we purpose broke, but we're peace broke. There's no joy in your life because we're joy broke. Some of us are family broke. You can have a mom and a dad and 17 siblings, but can I tell you, you can still be family broke. That's what I love about the kingdom of God. What I love about Brave Church is through dinner parties. Mm, Let me rewind that one more time. Through dinner parties. Through brave life. Do you know what people are finding brothers? They're finding sisters. Come on, how many of you know mind me? We all cousins. More cousins. People are saying, Pastor David, I found a spiritual father, a spiritual mom, someone that I can look up to. Do you know why? Because many times in our life we are relationally broke. Broken people are broke. They're bankrupt in certain areas of their life. And you're here tonight and you know I'm telling the truth because I just described you. But not only are broken people broke, but broken people are also in. Now, I wish that broken was spelled B-R-O-K-I-N. But it's not. It's spelled B-R-O-K-E-N. 
because it would really help my illustration if it was spelled the other way. But tonight we're just going to go with sounds like in. So broken people are not just broke, but they are also in. They are in addiction. They are in toxic relationships. They are in despair. They are in depression. They are in hopelessness. They are in the middle of a storm. Come on, do you feel the atmosphere change? Because when God begins to stir and speak to us and reveal that, man, he's talking about me, all of a sudden we're faced with the decision, are we going to let God come in and fix us, or are we going to keep trying to do what we've always done and try to fix ourselves? You see, that is why Brave Church, we can never allow this place to become a country club. We're not selling tickets here. This is a place where the doors are open to every person in Miami-Dade County. And we say, you are welcome here. You belong here. We put it on the side of the building because we mean it. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. Give God a chance and watch what God can do to your brokenness. God, fill this place with broken people. You know what? Because the tendency is if we're not careful, we want cookie cutter church. We, we want church. And look, I'm guilty because for the first three years of pastoring this church, I wanted this church to look like the church I came from in Dallas, Texas. All of a sudden, one Sunday, I looked out and the church had grown. But I'm like, God, this doesn't look anything like the church I know you want us to build. And so we begin to restructure things and create discipleship like Brave Life because Brave Life is where breakthrough happens. If you haven't gone through Brave Life, go online. A new semester starts May 5th. Get yourself into Brave Life. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, sign up tonight. Come on, go. Come on, come on. Because, because here, here's what I know. Cookie cutter church doesn't work. What works is a church. What works is a culture. What works is an environment where we can allow God to break through in our lives and have his way and begin to fill the cracks in our life. Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. I love this verse. It really shows us the heart of Jesus. He says this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 10. Later, Jesus was eating supper at Matthew's house. With his close followers, his friends, his disciples. All of a sudden, a lot of disreputable characters came and joined them. You could fill that word in with broken. And we have to be careful with what we assume your pastor's talking about when I say broken. Because when I say broken, it doesn't mean some gangbanger who's addicted to cocaine. I'm talking about business leaders in our community who are leading influential businesses, but they're still broken. Disreputable people, characters, they join with Jesus. And when the Pharisees saw Jesus keeping this kind of company, watch this. They had a fit and they lit into Jesus. What's happening here? The religious people, the church people in this time got mad at Jesus. You know why? They were jealous. Because Jesus was giving more attention to the people who needed him than he was to them. Can I tell you, with the overseers of our church, we have no problem with the pastors, with the leaders, with the overseers of our church. You know what? Because you know what? Sometimes, let me just say this. Like someone, and I'm just going to be transparent with you. Y'all know my heart. So I'm just going to do it because it's just healthy for us to have a family talk. Can we have a family talk? Yeah. And, and this, was like, this was like a year ago. And, 
And I don't think this would happen now, but it was like a year ago. I was in the lobby, and, and I was talking to someone who just, were, man, they were broken, and they just needed prayer. And I was praying, and this person ended up having to wait like 15 minutes to talk to me, and they left. And then they sent me this nasty email going, I can't believe you didn't talk to me and say hello to me. And I'm just so offended. I'm leaving the church. And I'm like, well, who, what was I doing? I didn't even see you. And like, you were praying for this, this man, and, and he was crying and everything. And, and I just needed to say hi. And I'd say, I've been in your church for five years, and I, and I was there at the beginning. And I'm like, Bye. Because if we don't get it, that Jesus is not here just for us, but we as leaders are going to say, you know what? Our priority has got to be people who are broken. This church is an ER. This church is a hospital. And the people who are bleeding out get the best service. Somebody needs to give God a shout of praise because... Look, because God is bringing people to Brave Church with all kinds of issues. And that makes church people mad. But I say, let's make the church people mad and build the kingdom of God and see an army of God raise up. Oh, is anybody with me tonight? Because I've not come here, Jesus says, to bring peace. But I've come here to take a city back. So, so, so look at the Pharisees, the religious people. We're having a fit, Jesus. And so they begin to gossip about Jesus. Come on, are you with me? What kind of example is this from your teacher? Acting all cozy with the crooks and the riffraff. I love Jesus' response. Jesus is a man's man, y'all. He was not a hippie, a hipster, which if you're hipster, that's great. But he was like, he was a man's man. Room full of people, religious men there. All, they've got all the money and all the influence. And Jesus is like, hey, what'd you just say? Oh, uh, nothing, Jesus. We're just having a private conversation. This is an A-B conversation. See your way out of it. Jesus like, excuse me? I am the C in the conversation, and I'm going to be a part of this conversation. Who needs a doctor, the healthy or the sick? I love it because what Jesus does, watch this. If you want cookie-cutter church, I'm going to anger you tonight. Because Jesus slaps down the the, the church as normal and says, look, y'all. The church that I created before I ascended back to the Father was for the church to take the city, not to be a babysitting club for people who just want all the attention from the leaders and, the, and all the people and sing my songs and do what I want to do. No, no, no. We are called not to build a crowd, but we're called to build an army to rise up to go, man, God, send us out to circles and places. Here's what I believe and I prophesy over you, brave church, that some of you are going to sit at tables of influential people that are broken and you're going to be the light and you're going to have the answer and you're going to look at yourself and say, how in the world did I get around these influential people? I don't even deserve it. I don't have the predigy or the education or the experience, but God is going to place you in influential places. Why? How do I know that? Because that's been prophesied over me and over this church and what's been given to me, I give to every person in this room. That if you will align your life with God, He will open and position. Because He knows He can trust you with power and influence and position 
to make a difference in hurting people's lives. Come on, are you with me? That's why in Matthew chapter 9, he says this. I'm after mercy, Jesus speaking, not religion. Because religion hurts people. But I'm here to invite the outsiders. Not to coddle the insiders. And guess who's included with that? Me. Because as a pastor, I'm an insider like you are. Jesus! I want to make church about me. I'm Pastor David. And Jesus is like, I don't care about your title. I've saved you. I've restored you. I'm opening doors for you. I'm still changing you. But David Stalker Jr., it ain't about you. And you know what? If we're not careful, watch this. We become people who want to be. We become coddle Christians. Come on, brave church. I don't feel like we have this problem, but let our minds shift tonight. I come on Sunday night to get refilled and refired up. I'm an insider, but I'm inside so that I can go outside to go find more people. Come on, God, fill this house with broken people. If you say amen and agree with that, come on, say yes. Number two is this. Write this down in your notes. I have got to hurry. God, fill this house with broken people. But number two, God, fill this house with people who will do anything to help broken people. That's what I'm praying. God, would you fill this house, fill Brave Church with broken people? And the second type of person, it's God, would you please fill this house with people that will do anything short of sin to help broken people get better? You see, the first animal that we feed that we can't feed is brokenness. And some of us are broken and you keep feeding your brokenness. And you've got you've to cut off the food source tonight. The second animal we feed is comfortableness. I don't even know if that's a real word, but we're making it tonight. We've got to get off the island of comfort, church. You know what we have to do if we're going to love? If we're going to reach broken people, we've got to love people. We've got to be compassionate. How many of you know it takes compassion to minister to broken people we have to be willing to give to help broken people pastor what do we need to give how about your time so i'm going to say something i've never said publicly are you ready if god doesn't open up doors for parking we're going to have to add a second p.m service at this location I saw it in my heart. I saw it in my heart that if we can't do it, that if we just add another service at the 5 p.m., God said, I'll fill it. Every service we've added, God has filled. God is only bound by our limitations. Let me just say something about your life. God is only bound by your limitation. If you think it'll never change, guess what? It never will. Because God has the power, but God will never supersede your will. God has a will and you have a will. And if you pray, God, your will be done. God's like, ooh, green light on you. Let's go and change the world. But you have the right to give God a red light. And God will never supersede your will. That's a word for somebody in this place. Be careful what you speak over your children. Be careful what you speak over your relationship. Be careful what you speak over your health. Be careful what you speak over your future. Because what you speak out is what you will live in. 
God cannot bless what you curse. God, fill this house with people who will do anything to reach broken people. So God, if I have to get uncomfortable, God, if I have to go to a 5.15 service or 5.30 service, I'll do it. Or God, if I have to move to a 7 p.m. service on a Sunday night, I will. I'll do it. Why? Because God, it's not about me. You've saved me so that I can help serve somebody else. How do we how do we help broken people? We serve. How do we help? We give of our time. How do we help? We give of our finances. Because of your giving, we can add more services. We can turn on the AC. We can open more locations. We can get staff to fill those locations. We can print invites. How many of you know these aren't free and they're not cheap? Because of your generosity, everything that we do creatively and everything we do on our website and putting video out on YouTube that reaches hundreds of people because of your giving we are able to reach more broken people but if we are willing to give of our time of our service of our finances it all dries up and goes away did you know it's taken five years for us to get to this place but did you know we're only a few weeks of going extinct if we get comfortable going forward that's why there's this constant friction in my heart because i know that if we're not going forward we're going backwards church and we can never put this thing on cruise control the kingdom of god is constantly wanting to advance and we are the ones who advance the kingdom of god so let me tell you what i've been praying i've been praying this a lot recently this is so counterintuitive to what many pastors would pray but i've been praying this God, weed out all the people who come to Brave who don't care about hurting people, who don't care about our city. (laughs) Like, everyone's praying, God, grow the church, grow the church. And I'm saying, God, grow the church, but grow it the right way. Weed out all the spectators here at Brave Church. Weed out all of the consumers Pastor, that's so rude. No, it's real. Because guess what a consumer does? They consume and then they move on to something else. So consumers, what they'll do is they'll drain this place of resources that somebody else who's starving and thirsting and they're dehydrated, what they, but they'll steal the straw of someone who's hurting so that they can just consume, but then they're off to someone else. How do you know? Because I've been a consumer before. As a pastor, I was a consumer. But God filled this place with people who are broken and with people who will do anything in their ability to help broken people get healed. God filled this house. How about number three? Come on, write this down. Third thing I'm praying is God, fill this house with your presence. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing, without God's presence, all we are doing is putting on a motivational seminar. I'm just a motivational speaker without God's presence. I'm just inspiring you without God's presence. But the moment God's presence rules the room, all of a sudden shackles begin to come off. Bondages begin to break. Oh man, I felt it that right. Mm. 
when we invite the presence of God but pastor what if it gets weird what if it gets spooky I'm more scared of God's presence not showing up and us getting real good at doing church without the power and the anointing of a holy God I want the presence of God more than ever before Lord fill this house fill this house with your presence God let us be a church where we will say we won't open up another campus unless you go with us God we won't open up another service unless you go with us God I'm not going to work unless you go with me I'm not going to university unless you go with me God fill us with your presence I've been praying all week that when you drove onto this property at 6 p.m., that you would have an encounter with the presence of God as soon as your tires hit the pavement, that there would be the presence of God that would fill your life. It's the presence of God that changes us. It's the presence of God that will empower you to be a warrior. It's the presence of God when He rules the room that begins to change our way of thinking. It's the presence of God when He's in this room that a drug addiction begins to break. That alcoholism begins to break. It is the presence of God when He rules this room that depression begins to loosen its grip. It is the presence of God that angry men begin to soften their hearts. It is the presence of God. It's the presence of God that changes cities. have determined that this is going to be a church they're going to preach the word the way God gave it and God said this I know that there are other other ways and, and quicker ways to fill a church and to do this but God made a promise to me five years ago if you will preach my word and you will not be ashamed of anything that is written in it I will multiply I will expand I will grow and you will take a city in the name of Jesus Christ I have told God God I'm not happy with that and God said how about this I will multiply with growth but the growth will be people walking in freedom is there anybody here that says I want to be free God set me free set my mind free set my soul free set my life free I want to be free it's the presence of God it's the presence of God God we need your presence to fill this house this is the body of Christ that invites the Holy Spirit to come and do whatever he wants to do that's why 2 Corinthians 3.17 says this, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, man, I feel the anointing of God in this room, Jesus. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. God, I won't stand on that stage again until your presence is dropped. I've told the worship team, y'all better be prayed up. And they know. Y'all better not be living in secret sin. Y'all better not be playing games with God because we can't, 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 we can't. Too much is on the line. 
because we've got a mission. This is a movement that God has placed his hand on in this city. I don't know why. I didn't ask for it. I just said yes. I was obedient to the Lord. You're here because you said yes. You're just being obedient to the Lord. But what God is saying is I am establishing a remnant of people. I am setting you apart and I'm going to give you the city. I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you promotion. I'm going to give you peace and power. with broken people fill this place with people who do anything to help broken people fill this place with your presence and this can happen because number four because God is the gap filler you see when something breaks God is the only one who can fill it and can heal it God takes that thing that was a mess and makes it beautiful God takes something that is broken and he makes it beautiful there's this art called kintsugi Kintsugi is this art that they take broken pots and they realize that they can they can take broken pots and broken plates and put them back together again. And how they do it is they inlay the cracks with gold. Check the picture out. And they they inlay the cracks with gold. And this this has become an art form called Kintsugi because what they have said is that when you inlay the cracks with gold, it's actually more beautiful than it was before it was broken and the truth is many of us in this room we try to hide our scars we try to hide our failures we try to hide our fears we try to hide the thing we did last night we try to hide the thing we did last month we try to hide our insecurities we try to hide our sins we try to hide those things that we have the tendency for and we try to hide those things and we try to to hide our wounds and God says I'm not intimidated by your past I'm not intimidated by what you did last night I'm not intimidated by how many times you have failed in fact what I want to do is I want to inlay your life with gold my presence my power and the finished product put the picture up for me The, the finished product it's going to be more beautiful your life is more beautiful because of your cracks because of your brokenness than your life was before you were broken he says this I know that you were abused but when you let God heal your life your life is more beautiful even though you were abused sexually and physically and emotionally than you were before why because God is the gap filler so take your brokenness give it to God tonight we do we try to put our life together ourselves so some of us that's not our picture but we got we tried to put the pieces of our life together with super glue and duct tape so like the pieces are are, are together and they even fit but it is just it's not a beautiful mess it is just a straight up mess and god says haven't haven't you tried your you've tried to fill the 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 cracks with relationships you've tried to fill the void with more money you've tried to fill it with a bigger house and a nicer car and the fashionable clothes but aren't you tired of trying to get the pieces to fit i believe that this is a place and this is a time where some of you came in here broken and this is the time that even right where you're sitting you begin to feel the presence of god filling the cracks of your life and god is taking your mess and making it beautiful and he calls you a beautiful mess and god loves the masterpiece that he's created in you so all across this room tonight with every head bowed every eye closed you say pastor i came here tonight 
and I am broken. I'm broken. I'm broken. Would you pray for me? I don't know what broke you. I don't know who broke you. I don't know if you broke yourself. All I know is that we serve the God who is the gap filler. And you can leave here completely whole. The problem is, is that we're trying to get back to how we used to were before we were broken. And God says, stop hiding your scars because your scars are a testimony. Your scars will show fix their family, then God can fix and heal them, then God can heal me. If God can fix their family, then God can fix my family. If God can restore their marriage, then God can restore my. If God can touch their child, then God can touch my teenager. If God can do this in you. But if we keep hiding our scars, then we keep hiding our testimonies. It's time that this is a church, that we're not afraid of our scars. Come on. Because have we not all been broken at some point in time? You're here and you say, Pastor David, I'm broken. I need God to fill the gaps. With no one looking around, you say, well, that's me, Pastor. Would you pray for me? On the count of three, I want you just to lift your hands. One, two, three. Yeah. Hands up all over the room. Wow, wow, wow. Come on, with your hands lifted up. Lift it up. Jesus, tonight, would you fill the gaps? Come on, I just feel the sweet presence of God right here, right now. God, fill the gaps. Put the pieces back together again. Heal us of our brokenness. God, I speak over my friends tonight and I declare over them that they are healed. They are restored. That joy and peace is theirs. That God, you love them. You are healing them. You are healing them. Looking out and there's so many people with tears in their eyes. That's the Holy Spirit working. That's what I'm talking about. That's the presence of God. A motivational speaker cannot do that. That is the presence of God. Fill the gaps, God. Come on, right there where you are, we just say, God, would you heal me? I trust you to fix me. How about this? You're here tonight and you say, Pastor, I want to be somebody who will do anything I can to help heal broken people. I want to get uncomfortable. I want God to make it inconvenient for me. Can I tell you, on the other side of casual Christianity is an adventure that you can never dream of. Oh, man, when you get in the game, when you get on the field. I love, I was talking to someone who got saved here. They gave their life to Jesus several several months ago, like nine or ten months ago. Now they're leading a Brave Life group. That was someone who needed rescued rescuing and now they are helping to rescue other people and they are just so excited there's so much joy in their heart let me tell you something we are saved to serve we have been found to find and you say i want to get in on the game i'll do anything i can to help heal and restore broken people if that's you lift your hand all across this room yeah 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 let me pray over you jesus today come on lift your hands up come on keep them up keep them up i release a greater anointing I release a greater fire. I release, God, a greater compassion, a greater love. I declare that this would be a place that people, they will never be able to find love like they find here. They'll never be able to find compassion like they find here. And God, I pray that you would equip and release the army of God at Brave Church. All four services, both locations, we say yes. Come on, today, say yes. Come on, say yes.
say yes. God, today we say yes in Jesus' name. Somebody give God a shout of praise. Come on. Thanks for joining us for today's message from Brave Church. For more information or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.